25 to 1. Now, the cost of living, it keeps going up and up. And I know a lot of families sweltered through the heat wave that we had early this week in Sydney because you didn't want to turn on the air con. Power prices are skyrocketing. Well, it's not the news that you want to hear, but things are going to get even worse come winter. With electricity price caps, which are set by the Australian Energy Regulator, set to jump by more than 20% from the 1st of July. So higher prices, just in time for winter. And we've already seen power prices go up by 18% last year, and this under the government that promised households would save $230 on their power bills each year. Instead, we've got power prices soaring. Angus Taylor is the Shadow Treasurer and former Energy Minister. He's on the line for us now. It's been a while. Welcome back to Afternoons, Angus. Thanks for having me, Dev. It's great to be back with you. Now, so much for this promise of cheaper power prices from the Albanese government. Yeah, it's gone. The Prime Minister promised on 97 occasions to reduce power prices, in fact, by $275. Uh, and he's delivering the exact opposite. We know now they're going to go up by uh, around 20%. Uh, we'll hear more in the coming days, but that's going to be a really tough winter for a lot of Australians who, of course, are facing really challenging uh, pressures to make ends meet just at the moment already. Mm. Um, and, and it's not just households, of course, Deb. It's also small businesses that I saw when I was energy minister who are so reliant on being able to pay their energy bills. They, they too, are facing real cost pressures. Yeah, and big businesses uh, too. I mean, the, and the, the, and the cost and of doing business is, with power prices uh, is having a big impact. Exactly. So it's across the board. Um, but there's some real pain coming. And uh, you know, when when... People were given these very clear promises, 97 occasions, that they're going to get a reduction. I never believed it, of course, and I said that on your program on many occasions that this government was going to be able to deliver that. It's clear now they won't be delivering it. To be fair, though, it's an ongoing issue. Even under your government, power prices were going up and no one could have predicted the war in Ukraine. Well, but the truth is that the the war in Ukraine happened uh, well before the election and the Prime Minister committed to a $275 power price reduction. And this is the problem uh, with this government. They're breaking promises everywhere, franking credits, superannuation taxes, real wages. It's a long list, Deb, and it's getting longer by the day. Um, And this was a central one, that power bills were going to go down, and they held that promise right up till the election. Uh, And it's very, very clear now they're not delivering. The Prime Minister has absolutely refused to reconfirm that promise since the election. 97 times before, not once since. And that tells you something. We'll talk franking credits in just a moment because that's a big issue too. But I wanted to play this to you. This is from Question Time last year, so April the 29th. Wholesale price of electricity on the East Coast, it jumped massively. Well, Deb, that's just not correct. What you've said there... And, um, you know, I, I hate to have to do this at the beginning of this program, but just say there's just there's fake news in what's being said on this. I had to raise this with you, Angus, because through FOI, Freedom of Information Documents, on April the 7th, you told me that before that I was basically saying I was fake news, it was lying. Your government forced the Australian Energy Regulator to delay the new default offer, and that rose by about 12% until May the 26th. So, in other words, prices were going up under your watch, and significantly, but... You just delayed the pain, didn't you? Oh, that's absolute rot. This is this is the sort of stuff that Labor does to do exactly the opposite of what they said they were going to do. They said they were going to take responsibility and they spend their whole time looking for excuses right now. The truth of the matter is I had no idea what was in that report. I didn't see it. And um, uh, the, the timing was recommended by... Uh, departmental at uh, the department as well as other experts so 
you know, this is just, it, that's fake news. And the truth of the matter is Labor promised a $275 electricity price reduction. They now know they're not going to deliver it. They're going to break the promise and they're, they're, they're looking around for an excuse. They're looking for all sorts of excuses. They give a long list of excuses every day. Uh, but the truth is they should just get on with the job. The Treasurer, instead of writing 6,000 word essays, should be focusing on how to get power prices So down. why, though, did you ask for that report to be delayed? Did you have a suspicion that they might be going up? No, it had been recommended some time back, in fact, a long while back, uh, by stakeholders, by the department and by others, uh, experts, that it be delayed to align it with when the transmission costings come out. So this is, that, that was a long-standing issue. It's been used by the Labor Party as usual sort of political tactics. The truth is that Labor Party should focus on what really matters to Australians, which is getting electricity prices down. Uh, they're playing politics instead. All right. Now, franking credits, they're back in the news. Anthony Albanese wants the $600 million crackdown to help government coffers. We know the government's got to do something to rein in costs. Shouldn't they be looking at all options when it comes to fixing the budget? Well, this is not to cost. This is raising taxes. I mean, this is the problem. But it'll save money, effectively, which is what the government's got to do. At the end of the day, there's a big, big difference between reining in your spending and making sure that you've got your budget under control by managing your spending and, and raising taxes. I mean, the problem with Labor is that when they run out of their money, they come after yours. And that's exactly what they're doing. They promised they weren't going to uh, increase taxes on superannuation. They're doing it. They promised they weren't going to touch franking credits. We're not touching franking credits, was the promise by the Prime Minister and the Treasurer. Uh, they're doing it. Um, and we're going to see more broken promises and more higher taxes. Look, the franking credits won $600 million, mostly coming from older Australians, retirees. People over the age of 75 will be hit hardest by this. That, that data telling us that it's the older retirees who are going to get hit hardest, and I'm sure there'll be your listeners, some of your listeners who will be amongst that group, uh, that was put out by the government just a couple of in the last couple of weeks. So this is a big hit. This is a promise that was made, another promise that was made. It's been broken. Um, and in fact, I've just walked out of the chamber where uh, Labor voted uh, to impose these these franking credits, as did a number of the independents. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Zali Stegall, for instance, didn't vote with us to uh, a- against this legislation. So, you know, the truth of the matter is there is an agenda to raise taxes right now. Um, Labor wants to spend more money uh, at exactly the time when households are having to rein in their budgets. Why shouldn't the government do the same? It's very damaging, too, for Treasury to concede that it could be deemed a tax because, again, as you say, another broken promise like with super. Well, well it, is a, it is a higher tax and, of course, Treasury has seen that, that point of view and has recognised it. Uh, it's absolutely there. We, we've seen a, a, a large number of submissions coming in on this legislation from people deeply concerned about it. They should be. We're hearing from accountants and financial advisers uh, by the hour about how much damage this will do uh, to the budgets of older Australians who, who rely on franking credits for their incomes to make, make ends meet at exactly the time when making ends meet is particularly challenging. Yeah, and it was uh, a... As we, go, as we go into next winter, you're not only going to be facing higher power prices, you're going to be facing higher taxes. 
Um, and this is incredibly disappointing from a government that promised the opposite. And it was brought in by the former Labor Prime Minister, Paul Keating, as well, to stop the double taxing. So what, what should be done then? If you can't touch the franking credits, if you can't touch superannuation, what should the government be doing? Because you are calling on the government to better manage the economy, fix the budget debt and deficit, but if they can't touch all of these key areas for reform, what should they be doing? Well, not spending money you don't need to. So there's $45 billion of spending that has gone through the parliament in recent weeks that we've opposed. $45 billion. So what's included in that? Things like building power lines that we don't need. Um, we, we do need some power lines built, but we don't need the huge... Uh, number of power lines that Labor is proposing to build. Um, it, it, just right now, that is not what's necessary. Right now, we've got a, a government that's got to live within its means. Uh, that will take pressure off interest rates. It'll take pressure off inflation. And most important, it'll take pressure off household budgets. And that's what's needed right now. All right. Well, good to talk again. We'll have you back on with question time after the New South Wales election. But thanks again for joining us. Good on you. Angus Taylor there, the shadow treasurer. Let's get your feedback, 131873. Bruce has texted in to say Labor has to reduce spending. That's the obvious solution here. And Tom has also called in on the same topic. G'day, Tom. Hi, Deb. Um, I would have liked you to ask Angus. Uh, everyone seems to blame the war in the Ukraine and Russia. That's been going on for a year. But our gas and electricity prices have been going on for three or four years, well before that. Well, Angus refutes that, and he swears hand on heart that when he was in government, and I've challenged him on this a number of times, that effectively the power prices were coming down, and the Labor government did promise that they were going to cut your power bills by $275 when and if they won the election, but we've seen since that occurred the prices going up. But yeah, I have challenged him on a number of occasions on that, Tom, but I don't seem to get anywhere there, but thank you for your call. Val has also called in on power prices. Hi, Val. How are you going? Yeah, good. What are your thoughts on power? Oh, don't talk about power. With we're in Sussex Inlet, we live in an embedded network. Our price has gone from December from twenty-two cents per kilowatt hour in uh, February to forty-two point seven, which is nearly hundred percent. You can say. Mm. And how are you going to pay the bills? Oh, well, you just cut a few things off. It's a challenge and it's going to get even worse, I'm afraid, Val, because, as I said, the energy regulator will be announcing next week that prices are set to go up and by more than 20% from July. So that's on top of the 18% price hikes that we had at the same time in July last year. And it's tough for everyone with the economic situations we're in, with the high cost of living and rising inflation and rising interest rates. And it's the last thing we want to hear, but it's set to happen. Power prices will be rising.